0: For you and TikTok, bro, is women, bro. You know, every <laughs> every swipe, I go.
1: So I'm like, what the fuck, bro? When you get off these apps. No, no, no. I think that's a reflection of who he is. TikTok uh, is that good. It, its algorithm will figure out who you are and find content that fits you.
2: Are they saying you're famous now?
0: Yeah, they see me, uh... Few times, I went to a little party, like a get together, uh, burger uh, get together. They made burgers and stuff. Um, And yeah, a few of them was like, "Bro, like uh, you're famous now." Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I know." And then uh, a few, uh, a few of them were like, "I recognize you. I don't know where from." And I'm like, "I've never met you in my life." (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so I'm like, "Ah, it's probably from the from the video."
2: Yeah. How many views did that end up getting?
0: Uh, Now it's probably like 8 million, Damn. 8, 9. Uh, but that's on TikTok. But on Instagram, it's like got 3, 4 million. Damn. Yeah. I
2: haven't, I haven't cracked Instagram yet. I don't know, man. Instagram, I haven't quite figured it out.
0: You know what I realized? Like uh, if you make a, a Muslim product or something geared to towards Muslim, you'll get support from Muslim people. Yeah. Like huge support. Whenever they open up like a a new shop, like it'll be out the line because there's not enough, you know, stuff yeah. for Muslims. You know, That's
1: cool algorithm TikToks. So you need a very like audience for it to pop off. Like TikTok, TikTok will find
2: the audience. Know what I mean, yeah, because yeah, they do really come out. Because I I think this is also true for like ethnicity, country, and shit. Because apparently, I, I was I was watching a video of Russ, the rapper. He was talking about his journey and how. He was able to, like, get attention and all that, obviously did the whole, like, we posted song on South and stuff, but he made one song that appealed, forget which country, but it was like some Middle Eastern thing, or no, no, it was Brazil, I think, it was a Brazilian thing that he references or something, it's just like a open sampler, don't quote me on it, it was some country in South America, and they really fuck with it, and so, yeah, the whole, people will come out if you talk specifically to them, true, I don't know. This whole social media thing, it's just been so weird to me. It's really weird. I never know what's going to do well, what people like. Obviously, slowly bring out what table moments and stuff. But, like, supposed post interacting with people is part, honestly. Haters, especially. I don't know. Amon, you ever had to deal with haters? I've never had hate. Um, ever? Like, there. Was, okay, I I remember there was actually one. There was a
1: beat I made that, I don't know, I guess people didn't like it actually you know what now that like my you're jogging my memory um there was people who would comment on my beats back in the day like i realized that a lot of the reason they make those negative comments is to get a little bit of attention because there would usually be rappers talking smack they would talk down to the producers you know the moment i engage with them they would either like eventually post their music link (laughs) or just like disappear you know Mm. so the fact that they were even promoting themselves in that conversation just kind of tells me that, you know, it's an attention grab. But I think that's kind of unique. Um, I think on other platforms people are just they're just reacting. They're actually reacting, you know. By the way, this was Facebook back in the day. Damn. This was like years ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. We got a lot of hate uh from the like like I say thirty percent from uh, Haram Police. Yeah. I feel you know, um, that video. And yeah, bro. I was just like, damn, like, y'all going to pay for this? So I was like, what are you talking about? Bro? It's just a video. <laughs> 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 but we got way more love, though. That's for sure. You know, we would have gotten this far if we didn't get this much love.
2: I don't know. It's weird, at least with the, the music part. I don't, I don't have any experience with that. But, like, hating on music. I mean, like, especially when it's something, like, it can come down to taste or hey, this is a beat that you would normally rap on. It's like, all right, yeah, okay, but, like, I the whole attention thing, and then, plus, I get it, because, like, everyone in music is trying to get attention. I, thi- I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the hardest thing. Like, yeah, you can be a dope-ass producer, rapper, but, like, getting attention is the hardest part, and, yeah, your talent, talented, and if you're in the right circles and yourself out enough, people will recognize talent, and then getting yeah. that attention. Yeah,
1: like, there's a formula to it, you know? It's a formula, like, if you... If you're really about your craft you really take your work seriously you're trying to get out there you're trying to quote unquote get attention you would take the extra time to study to figure out how marketing works to understand human psychology human behavior and put together content that works it's a formula like humans are we're, we're all predictable so usually when i see those people who have negative things to say uh, with something as subjective as music uh, it just tells me that either uh, they're expressing their honest opinion, they don't like it. Or if it is an attention grab, they have not done the work. They have not studied. They don't know how to actually go out, get attention, put together the content. And so they do these little attention grabs. You know what I mean? I uh, I noticed that with some of the popular posts that I had, uh, there was a lot more of these. Maybe it's just because it reached more people. But again, it just seemed like Uh, you know, they see a post that's taking off, they know it's getting a lot of attention and they start spamming their link or just being like, this is whack, check out my music, I'm way better, you know? They start doing this type of stuff and it's just like obvious to me that they haven't put in the work and they're going for deep grabs, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I wonder Um, if it actually ever works for them. It's a thing, like, because it doesn't seem like it's something that could work. So why even do it? People are fucking with the sucks. It's just so weird. That kind of mindset that it takes to like put effort to put negativity out there. Now, I, I can understand it. It's like, hey, the person you're criticizing is actually bullshitting people. Like, with the whole commentaries like that, you know? I, I guess it happens a lot, so I don't know. Fake isn't the word, but I feel like there's more, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just less genuine than some of the other platforms. Uh, Twitter's a wild place, not gonna lie. People go hard there, which is why I like it. Um, and TikTok, you see what you see based on what you like. And it, it's surprising, like, I actually, People who see, like, sometimes you get stupid comments. "Uh, How did this make it on my For You page? It's like, because you like negativity in your life. I don't know what to tell you. You like adversity, and it gave it to you. And so it's just like, people are, I don't know. Sometimes it just blows my mind that people don't reflect on, like, hey, you watched this clip the whole way about something you disagree with, and then left a comment on that video, and then wonder why you get more of that
1: Have you ever noticed that, like, I don't know, like showing your TikTok feed to someone else is like exposing who you are. (laughs) Like
2: that's a thing. I don't
1: know if you, (laughs) like people actually like, that's a thing that some people do. Like, let me see your, your feed, you know, so I can learn about you type of thing. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's
0: a thing, right? I did that. I did that with uh, someone we knew. Bro, all I see in there for you in TikTok, bro, is women, bro. nonstop. You know, every, <laughs> every swipe, I go, it's just a, a beautiful woman in a, like, soft horn. And you know you feel know, me? So I'm like, what the fuck, bro? You need to change your, change your shit. And I'm like, he? I, I was like wondering why he's always, like, horny, too. I'm like, bro, this is the reason why, bro. You need to get off these
1: apps. No, no, no. I think that's a reflection of who he is. Because the, the <laughs> no offense to that homie, but, like, TikTok is that good where its algorithm will figure out who you are and find content that fits you. So- no, but The thing is, if if you keep
0: liking those kind of contents, you're always gonna see it. So you can never not think about it, you know?
2: No, no, you can change it up if you want you to change though. it. Yeah. yeah. You, you just can have to decide like to it. swipe away from those things. But I don't, but I think to Aman's point, like this is something that's in, on his mind. It's something that attracts that attracts the guy to watch it and then he watches it and so it's like yeah
0: but it's it's more of a promotion to do the things you know uh you know to to, to continue being an addict for it you feel me so instead he could if he just leans off of tiktok he won't be you know wanting to be around women so much
2: maybe maybe it's like what they say about money you know it just amplifies who you are i agree i i, I say it amplifies for sure yeah, and so, yeah, to your point, like, maybe he doesn't even see it as a bad thing. Like, who, I mean, it's his life, if he wants No, no, to he, see, do,
0: he does. He, like, after I pointed it out, he's like, yeah, it's a problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At least he's honest, that's the hardest part. It's the first step is admitting
0: you got a problem. At first, he was, I was like, all right, uh, let's keep scrolling. Let's see what comes up until, you know, we see something different. But it never changed. Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 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 So, I brought that up because that's how good the TikTok algorithm is. It will figure you out and it will find stuff that fits to you, you know? I mean, I think, yeah, that's true because I, I even had that same problem
0: he did. You know, uh, I had an an account and it's just like always women nonstop, you know, because I'll I be, I be just watching it for a long time. And I'm like, bro, this is toxic, bro. I, I, and then eventually, like, I, I, I deleted that account. I got a new account. And I just skip, you know, all those
1: uh, women ones, you know? You could, so I mean, just a pro tip if you ever have that issue, because it might mean that TikTok doesn't have enough information on you. If it's a new mm-hmm. account, it just knows that you're a male or a female or whatever, right? Maybe okay. that's all it knows. And maybe some things about your age and, you know, just basic information. So what you should do is like go and search for a specific piece of content. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, for me, maybe I'll go search some coding tips or some stuff about software engineering or just whatever topic I'm interested in and Mm -hmm. like just watch the videos through the search and interact with those. And the algorithm will start to learn. And that's like when you have a new account, but when you have like an older account, obviously you wanna skip the content that you don't want to interact with, uh, that you don't want to show up on your feed and then make sure you like and like comment on other stuff that you do want on your feed. It's gonna learn you. And then at some point, it, it's, it's like, I don't know, it's going to do a much better job than this manual training that you do on it. It's just going to know you. Mm. And so that's why TikTok is so good that you can learn about somebody by just looking at their feed.
2: Okay. So yeah. would you say like TikTok is more AI ish?
1: Yeah. You know, they actually released uh, a paper on their algorithm. Uh, like a full report type of thing. I have not read it yet, but yeah, um, from what I remember from some of the summaries I saw, it's very much like machine learning, yeah. I'm sure Instagram has some machine learning too, but I don't, I don't think they got it right yet.
2: Given what we were talking about, about like the whole, your what it shows you, shows who you are, it's an application of you kind of thing, the TikTok feed. Maybe that would be an interesting like uh, first date test request to somebody. Because like part of this is also true just in general to learn about people, like the kind of things that they like to, in entertainment or whatever, or like their favorite show or movie or something. Usually there's a character in there that they identify with. And so this is also related to the whole TikTok thing where it's showing you who you are. So if you really want to know what a person really is like, then it'd be interesting as a product. I don't know if this is, I don't know how you would build this, but like if you could share Your algorithm with other people, or or it'd be interesting. It's like, hey, check out what I like. You know how they do with like with like dating apps? They they let you share your Spotify feed, let you share some your Instagram page, whatever. But what if you could share your algorithm? Here's all the things that I'm about. And then if you like a bunch of fishing, a bunch of whatever, like rural stuff, he's like, all right, I kind of get, I understand this guy's like a country boy kind of guy. He likes doing that shit. Or if it's a girl. And you see a bunch of like, I don't know what you would see, but like, you know what I'm saying? So you really learn about a person, which I don't know if people would want to share, but.
1: That is so, like when you think about it, it's kind of weird that the fact we're even having this conversation about how an algorithm probably knows you so well that you can use the algorithm to know other people instead of just learning about them directly. That is so crazy. (laughs) Um, But I actually think it's an interesting thing. There's probably some Web3 project out there that's working on this. It Uh just sounds like. A nice application for Web three, um, yeah. so I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a if it's a thing. Yeah.
2: You well, know. cool. I'm g- I'm gonna look at the social media APIs and see if there's any you can get, like maybe things you've liked. I don't know if they provide any information about things that you've watched, but things that you've liked, bookmarked, or favorited, or something. If you can get those, but, that'd be... but this whole like TikTok and the AI thing, like I'm wondering how AI is going to change the game. money. It... Bilal, like, you sent me a video today about like this software. That can cut up your podcast for you automatically, turn what would normally be a one and a half to two hour job into a one minute job. Yeah. But here's the thing with that. So basically, I mean, it's this, it's this, uh, Premiere plugin. And basically, if you have a podcast with a, multiple cameras and you have like the SM7B microphones for each speaker then you can assign the microphone to each camera that's pointing at each person and then also the wide shot and so basically what it's doing is seeing where there are waveforms being recorded at any given time and so if it's just one person talking then it would just cut to that camera of that person with that microphone speaking. If it's multiple people speaking it might cut to the wide shot where those two people are in the shot and everything and basically just cuts it automatically. Now, that's not AI, okay? It's not. Yeah, I know, but like, I was thinking, (laughs) (laughs) that's just software, that's automation. That's honestly, even Descript has has that feature. It's had it for a while now, but like, so I was thinking like, do you find that a lot of things out there are calling themselves AI when they're not AI? A hundred percent. It's a little tricky
1: because AI itself, the phrase artificial intelligence, is a very broad definition. I like to describe it as an umbrella term. Maybe something like this can actually fall into the category of AI based on some of those, I guess, like branch definitions or like categories that go under the overall umbrella. So like one of them is called expert systems. And I think you can kind of understand it just by breaking down the name. It's systems that are designed to do one specific thing really well to the degree of you know, someone who's an expert who's been doing it for years and years and years, right? And so in this case, a video editor would be someone who knows how to cut up, uh, you know, the audio and the video in a way where there's only one person talking at a time. Uh, when someone's talking, they're the ones on on camera or on the screen, yada, 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 right? And... That's basically an expert system. And technically, this is an expert system. So, you know, yeah, sure, it it probably is AI, but not the same type of AI that we're thinking of today, which is more so like deep learning applications, you know? And deep learning is just another category in AI. So long story short, it's complicated, bro. (laughs) It's complicated. (laughs) People are really stretching uh, the term. And like, it's hard to say they're always wrong. Because of how broad the definition is.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like <laughs> you could basically put AI in front of anything and then just yourselves of, hey, <laughs> we got this new AI pillow. It measures temperature and then adjusts automatically based on your sleeping <laughs> habits. Whatever people will believe it, and it's just like, damn. I'm on. You showed us like Auto Auto GPT. You you've yeah. been messing around with Auto G- GPT?
1: Not yet. I've been just kind of learning about it. I haven't gotten around to it, but it's pretty
2: wild. Wait, so um. Break it down for us. Like, What is AutoGPT? What should people know?
1: Yeah, so I am definitely not an expert at, at all this. So I encourage like just do your own research. Look into it yourself. But it is wild. OK, so AutoGPT takes advantage of this concept of GPT agents. They are sort of these um, autonomous, I guess, instances of ChatGPT that may integrate with some other platforms. Google is an example and they can conduct tasks on their own, right? So an example is that an agent can go on Google and fetch some information about a particular subject. It might take, you know, a few of the top results, you know, actually visit the websites, parse the the text and then extract some information using like some, maybe some GPT summarizing techniques and then bring it back, like return it to whoever deployed the agent. And so uh, auto GPT basically sort of conducts and manages these uh, agents. I think the bigger part here is that you can give auto GPT a set of tasks or goals, and it will try to break that down into subtasks and then deploy these auto agents to go do whatever you need it to do. Um, and then sort of just compose a series of either like reorganizing information, breaking down subtasks and deploying these agents to give you a final result that is like a sum of these completed tasks. It's like managing a team, you know, just imagine having a team of, I don't know, virtual assistants doing stuff for you, but just imagine it was AI instead. It's kind of wild.
2: AI VA would be really, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. like, the example I heard someone give about, like, they had a friend, It is a podcast, they, a friend, someone told it to, like, schedule a vacation for them. They were just, like, that's somewhere warm, whatever, this price range, blah, 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 and then it just goes and does it. It goes, looks at flights there from their location, It lo- schedules the flights, books the hotel and transportation and everything, and then they were given all this detail about, here's what your vacation looks like basically like what a travel agent but it just does it all
1: i believe so. chat gpt has like a, a plugin ecosystem now and you can actually i think you could do this through chat gpt itself um i don't know if that's the same example you're talking about but that's crazy the fact that there is like an ecosystem to be able to do this type of stuff and it's only going to keep on expanding you know
2: yeah what do you think the long-term impact of like people losing their jobs, like, are you worried yeah, you about know, how it's going to... I was showing,
0: I'm on uh, this, uh, I don't know if you go, um, if you're familiar with Levels, FYI, I mean, it's like a website where you, you can see your pay range or compensation, most likely you could get from a company. There, they list what the levels of chat GPT are, and then right next to it, like the, how kind of work it can do um, at each level of a software engineer. And chat GPT 4 can do the level of a principal software engineer. And say, uh, I
2: don't know if that's true.
1: Come on, come on. <laughs> you, you know, like I have a hard time believing it, but at the same time, um, I think we have not even fully figured out how to use GPT 4 to its full extent. And so I don't want to rule it out. I absolutely don't want to rule it out. Um, and from what I know right now, it seems like chat GPT and GPT-4 um, is not that good at system design and infrastructure level stuff. So that's like a, I guess, like a sub skill of some of a software engineer, right? I don't yeah. think GPT is good at that. Um, but it can definitely write code. It can definitely execute code. <laughs> you know, it, it can do quite a lot. And so there might be certain things it can do as good as a principal engineer, but some things it can't um, right this moment. And it might actually be a question of how you even talk to gpt maybe that there's a bias in just that um you, you know what i mean so the fact that we're even thinking about it the fact that I, I like i i can't rule that out immediately just kind of speaks to how powerful this is because it, it, it it's up there it's up there it's pretty skilled you know you can't you can't count it out
2: I mean, the way I see it is like it's like power tool, you know, it just extends what one person can do. There will be applications like travel agent or whatever, where these are tasks that you could do yourself that are pretty straightforward. Booking flights, booking a hotel room, booking transportation and finding a place that's warm between these temperatures and this price range. That's something you can do that isn't difficult work. So those are things. I think could be automated pretty easily but when it comes to like like what you're saying like if you're making decisions about the design of your software or like like system design i don't think you could do that and or or it's just going to use examples that already and so if you have a unique application then it's not something i think the expertise is still needed and so the way i've seen this ai stuff is it's going to let people be able to do way more than they can do by themselves But they still need to have the expertise to understand that what this AI is producing is actually the right thing or that it even works. So, like, Bilal, if you wanted to build an app or something, um, maybe someone's going to build some AI that says that lets you do it. It's like, all right, I want an iPhone app that does blah, blah, blah. Cool. You'll have an app. But you're not gonna know if it's working properly. You're not gonna know how information's moving through it. You're not gonna know if something breaks or whatever. You'll know if it's functioning because you'll be able to use it, but if it's not functioning properly, you can't make any decisions on how to fix it. You might not even know the right questions to ask, but like that's where I think, like this is where the role of a software engineer changes. Instead of like actually spending time typing all the different commands in there, writing the code, instead you'd be like, write a whatever, or even better, just like, hey, build me a web app using Next.js framework, Material UI as the design, and build these components, and make this context, and use this cloud infrastructure, and and then store the information this way. But you don't think
0: uh, within the next five to 10 years it will be able to do it all. Itself without a software engineer.
2: What, what do you mean?
0: Like, you know, what you just you 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 mentioned that oh, it won't be able to catch some of the um, problems that it already has, but it's still functioning. Uh, so you will need a software engineer. But uh, you don't think it can go back and uh, go through its mistake and try to find it and solve it? I was about it's, to mention this.
1: Yeah, yeah, let me let me just add so. Uh, I saw that there is this new technique some people are using um, just having the AI having GPT reflect on the answer or the solution or whatever that it just gave you uh, to just simply ask it is this correct and it will double check itself and in some cases it will catch its own mistakes so an example they gave was they gave it some tests some exams or whatever. Um, They let it answer each question, and it had a certain score. Uh, The score wasn't failing, but it wasn't that great. And then they had to take the test again, Uh, but this time they would ask it at the end of every answer it supplied. It asked it, is this correct? It improved its score by something like 10 to 15%. Uh, So it was able to improve its performance just by simply having it double-check its work. And so I think there is a whole without having a new version of GPT or whatever, there is just ways to compose its workflow that can improve its output, that can improve its reliability and whatnot. In the world of coding, you can, for example, have it write its own unit tests for code that it wrote already. You know, say some of those tests fail, you can make it reflect on the original code it wrote and for it to find its mistakes, and it it might find the mistakes and improve on them. And that's just where we're at right now. Like, I want to remind y'all, this is just right now. This thing is improving exponentially. It's hard to even predict where it will be like a few months from now. Its accuracy might be through the roof. We don't know. But the trajectory
2: is kind of insane. But then why would the second look at it? That's the part, like, it, it, like I guess this is, I don't know, I guess machine learning sort of related. But like the whole idea, like you feed it a bunch of information, some shit comes out and you don't know how it came to that conclusion, but the math, it's just math. There's no understanding. Yeah. So if you don't understand how the thing was put together, I don't know, I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to think about this a little bit.
1: Let me let me give you something. So just yesterday I watched uh, the TED Talk of the OpenAI CEO. There was some follow-up questions at the end. He gave an example of where GPT is consistently wrong with some basic logic. Uh, he said, GPT can add uh, two numbers that are like 40 digits long. Okay. But if you were to give it a number that's 40 digits long and 35 digits long and ask it to add it, it will get it wrong every single time. And his explanation was some along the lines of GPT doesn't, it was not trained to operate with logic. It was trained on general information through the general information and the, like the training process, it is able to extract, logic techniques so it has some logic but it wasn't specifically trained on that like don't forget gpt all it does is predict the next word that's all it does you give it a starting point it just predicts the next word that's all it's trained to do so what this tells me and i hope it tells everyone else that number one gpt is not trained to be good at certain things it's trained to be okay at a lot of things like a general intelligence which is the mission of OpenAI. They're trying to find and build a general intelligence. But number two, how powerful will these things be when they're trained to do a specific thing? Imagine if we had a model that was trained specifically for software engineering, for system design, for whatever. It is gonna be so much better than the version of GPT we have now because it's trained to do that. So,
2: yeah. Are you worried about the job not existing anymore? So did you see the uh, Goldman Sachs uh, report?
1: They said um, they predict 300 million jobs will be either lost or degraded in the next 10 years. Or actually less than 10 years. I think it's to 2030. Worldwide? Um, These these are U.S. jobs, by the way. 300 million? Yep. Okay. Yeah, this this is from Goldman Sachs. And I think they specified if we continue at the current trajectory, 300 million jobs. That's a lot. (laughs) Sounds like we're going to be getting universal
0: income.
2: I mean, that's not bad. I mean, like, if people, uh, well, that's That's the thing, like, no, no, uh, it's not. I think the impact, if that's even remotely true, like that, I could see a lot of jobs being like where I used to work, pharmaceutical company, a lot of the jobs were just pushing paper around. It was very important paper because that's the thing that gets it like FDA approved so that you can sell the drugs that you're manufacturing. Like huge amount, like buildings full of people who mostly just push paper around. They're not the ones in the manufacturing spaces mixing chemicals. And so I can see a lot of those shops getting eliminated because you don't have to, you can train a model. It's like, hey, here's all this data of past work we've done. Like any time we produce a new drug or put together all the paperwork following the same format and just compile all the information and coordinate all these clinical trials that we're doing among all these different as the information comes in and literally it was, it's going to wipe out offices people if they decide to use it this way. and i'm just thinking like the social impact of this a lot of and these are higher paying jobs this is crazy like people are like oh you know automation is going to get rid of all these blue collar jobs go into these white collar get a college degree all that and then boom this, this changes the fucking equation of it all. It's like, <laughs> no, it's gonna be those high paying white collar jobs that might get eliminated. And the blue collar ones are the things computers can't do because robots ain't shit right now. So the social impact of something like this, the w- thing, if it will get rid of a lot of these jobs, then incomes will be decimated. But then the thing people actually need to live are shelter, food. I'm not sure how this AI stuff will impact the physical world yeah maybe it'll help businesses make decisions that can have physical impact but in terms of like actually producing more food and more shelter directly which is what people need i'm not sure how that plays out and so what are these gonna do yeah
1: i feel like until we make some more progress with robotics um the physical world may not be as impacted but i guess it's also hard to predict where we're going with robotics (laughs) you know um like maybe all of these. So I think really this whole GPT thing is is a product of deep learning and natural language processing, again umbrellas of AI. It may actually help progress robotics a lot, right? Cuz robotics part of it is making decisions about certain movement, joints, all that kind of stuff and then being able to like see the world, which is like computer vision. You know, all, all of this has micro decisions built into it. So like progress and deep learning and basically in one area of ai can um, improve progress in another so it's like really hard to predict where robotics and those other areas will go but a safe assumption will be that it will improve and so (laughs) we can see changes in the physical world sooner
2: than later i wouldn't rule it out you know yeah because like if if that is something that can have keep up with the rate of change that's happening in the cerebral uh, jobs, at least a lot of these jobs that are get eliminated, then then you can actually have universal basic income just in the way of like rent shit, which is what I was the point I was trying to make to Sam Seder when I went on the show below, but he didn't get that part. Then it's not that much of a problem. And then people actually get to live good lives with abundance. And yet computers and machines do most of the work. And then if you do work, it's a, it's a matter of choice. You decide like yeah i actually feel this is purpose maybe it's more creative but even then with like all this stuff that's coming out with the ai stuff in the creative space like i don't know it's it's hard to obviously can't make any predictions about the future but like when you think about all the possibilities of stuff and then like, a natural reaction of rapid change this i think if the change was slower people wouldn't be so worried but it's just happening so fast it's like The running of the bulls, this is how I'm picturing it, like the running of the bulls. First you had the industrial revolution with like machines which made farming way more economical and so people moved to cities. And so farming machines drove people like the bulls into factories and shit. And then we got robots and factories and all that stuff which drove people into managing the robots and stuff which is like the whole white collar stuff like that. And then now again with AI is like a big ass bull that's hella fast and it's pushing, and then, but there's nowhere to go. Where the fuck are people gonna go? (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) I don't know. Which is why I understand like a lot of industries are choosing to protect themselves. That's why you hear a lot about, I don't know if you guys have been hearing about legislation to at least slow this shit down, or at least protect certain, I think one would be really, really cool would be law. Like the whole law industry, lawyers dealing with all that bullshit, like, it's a pain in the ass for the average person, but, like, nobody likes dealing with lawyers, and if you could just contest a parking ticket by just asking chat GPT, hey, how do I get off of whatever, blah, 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 blah. and it gives you instructions. Then it comes down to the decision of a judge to allow you to represent yourself. It's like, how do you know all this? Sh-? I don't know. I just plugged into chat GPT. It's like, no, that's unacceptable. Case thrown out or something. And, <laughs> like, I could see shit like that happening. And so, it's weird. It's weird. I oh, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like.
1: The whole bull, the running of the bulls metaphor is interesting. It kind of feels like that's what's happening right now because we're at a point where you can't stop this thing, you know, like the speed at which AI is being adopted and progressing. You can't stop it. You literally cannot stop it. You will be trampled. (laughs) Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I think it's causing people to be a little divided. Uh, Like some people are very fearful of it and are against it and want to stop it. And then there is others who are leaning into it that are kind of running with it, Um, you know? And so I'm starting to see this divide where, I'm just curious, where do you guys stand? Are you fearful of it? Do you want, do you think it's in our best interest to slow or stop it or at least progress? Or um, do we lean into it?
2: I would say my position on this is somewhere in the middle. Like I know, a cop-out answer, but that's just how I feel about it. Like, I can see a lot of negatives, at least that people bring up. And I definitely still have a lot of uncertainty about, like, whether this is actually good or bad. I can see the potential of it really good. Like, there's these guys building uh, AI, basically doctor, AI doctor. You know, like when you go to the doctor, you don't really get a chance to have a long conversation or ask all your questions, and as soon as you leave, you forgot. You realize you forgot to ask them a question. You only spent, like, what, five? You're lucky if you get 10 minutes with the actual doctor. Otherwise, you're mostly waiting in the waiting room until you get a chance to be seen and all that. Instead, these guys actually took a corpus of medical information, put it into this AI model. I think they use ChatGPT's API support it, and basically you can ask it natural language questions about, hey, I have symptoms here and here, blah, blah, blah. Which would be great if you can dramatically reduce the cost of medicine by using software to automate or at least give people access to it in ways that otherwise would be way more expensive that's good that's good now you can free up there's already a shortage of doctors largely because it's so difficult to become one now if you can give people access to medical information that's at least more accurate than just trying to google it yourself then That could be good long-term for people. People's health will improve, like, if there's something wrong, or they live in a rural town where they don't have options when it comes to doctors. Or even in the rest of the world. Like, anyone in the world will have access to basically Western medicine with AI doctors. And so... That's good for people. That's undeniably good for people. And so I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be crazy. But then on the other hand, like the whole jobs, like you're literally taking this thing will literally take life from people if the predictions are correct. And so what are these people going to do? Like people are going to go homeless, (laughs) families destroyed because they can't financially support themselves because jobs were eliminated. And so it's like, I see both. I see both.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to change a lot about the family dynamic, So I think. Not only that, it's going to, I feel like it's going to make us even more, make us even more single. Um, Yeah. Oh. I think the role of a man is to to provide. And the fact that uh, they, we won't probably have that opportunity to provide anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's going to, there isn't much of a need to, of a man to, there there isn't ways a man can support a woman, you know, other than. Maybe protection, I guess, yeah. I think it could cause a problem with uh, families and maybe, uh, yeah, just, just how we live in general. Um, but I, I don't think, uh, I think there's there could possibly be a fix for it or maybe a solution to it in the future, I don't know. At the end of the day, I still think like the world's going to end soon. So it's, it's, it's a crazy time.
1: I'm kind of in the boat of like a little bit of both, like we lean into it, but regulation, ethics, conversations, those kind of things are absolutely necessary, um, more so than ever, you know, because of the speed that AI moves in. Just to kind of give you all a model of how quickly it's moving, think of an exponential curve, um, you know, it starts off slow and then it just quickly just goes vertical. <laughs> and I guess it depends on the, I guess, the the factor, of uh, of the curve of, of the equation, but um, there is a point where it moves so fast that you know it's like insane amount of pro- progress happens in a blink. It's important to keep this in mind because I think there was a quote I read somewhere. It said something like, one of the greatest flaws of the human mind is that it can't perceive exponential growth. It is not intuitive to us. We have to have some kind of visual or some other kind of model to understand that kind of growth. Um, So it's not intuitive. And so when we're talking about AI, we're talking about exponential growth and exponential impact. It's not intuitive to all of us. And so to fully lean into it is to like, possibly lose sight of how quickly things will change. And that could potentially be destructive. It's why we need more conversations, why we potentially need regulation. The whole jobs thing, to me does also seem like the most immediate danger of AI. And that feels like a systematic, I don't even know if it's a systematic thing. At the very least, it's a, you know, what what, what is that basic, universal basic income uh, has been talked about. I like, I don't know where I fall in support or against it, but it sounds like a step in the right direction. But like these kind of conversations need to happen because it's gonna flip everything upside down and just tear apart industries, probably for the better. When you think about uh, think about it outside of an economic model, or like the how an individual exists in an economic model, right? From the perspective of the individual, it will tear things apart. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot to think about. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a little bit of everything. A little bit of leaning in, a little bit of potentially slowing it down. Ethics conversations again,
2: legislative things as well. So yeah like the whole exponential thing yeah very true people don't understand like what that line looks like it's a whole lot of nothing for a long time then all of a sudden and then so are we at the point where we're at the like flat part of it or are we at the like so where are we when you're in the flat part you don't know like that curve is going to come that's basically a prediction now with the whole ai thing things are moving so fast it's doing all these things that people didn't expect so quickly and so it indicates that that's the trend but i think ideally it would be nice (laughs) if it was just a linear trend probably more shallow in the end but this whole software thing you never know you never know so Yeah. People, when it does, if it does happen, it's going to hit people so hard, like jobs, fucking people getting let go hella fast, way faster than, and then the unemployment numbers look insane. Oh my God. That's going to be crazy. That's going to impact social security recipients, obviously, because they're the ones paying insecurity. And then, so then old people who are retired are going to feel it too. And then, yeah, if people downsize, that means that affects property taxes. Which mean which funds public schools, and so schools are gonna get shit have less money. Yeah, if you look at it, so it really depends on your perspective. I think like if you have a default towards seeing the bad side of things, then you can t- you can take this in so many different directions that are gonna be terrible. But then also, if you're very optimistic, and you know, you could say like, look, healthcare is gonna improve across the world because everyone's gonna have access to information and be able to have basically a, a doctor in their pocket, um, virtual assistants and everything. People are gonna be one man businesses. That can do all, serve tons of people simultaneously. But then the idea of a business too if AI makes it so much easier to start a software company or even start a business or something, then competition will increase dramatically that maybe it prices out or it just commoditizes everything. And so you might have had a moat with like software, a software company traditionally, but like the next person can build that app using AI. And so then you're in competition, and then so that drives the cost down of everything, in which case, what's the advantage? Oh, no. I don't know, but it's wild. It is all pretty wild.
1: I um, So OpenAI, the company, their whole philosophy of releasing ChatGPT for free and all these other tools for either free or very cheap, is to basically start these conversations, like going back to the exponential curve and, you know, kind of all the things that you just mentioned, how quickly change will happen (laughs) is a real fear. And again, when you look at before GPT came around, before Dolly, Midjourney, all these, right? If you remember, that wasn't that long ago. It was like last year, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think it was last year. So if you look at, How many AI conversations, ethics conversations, just even exploring the capabilities of AI? Those conversations were barely happening last year. You know, all these tools come out, and now it's at the forefront of pretty much every technological conversation. I like their philosophy. Like, the rollout of these tools was simply for the conversations and to kind of expose the public to the capabilities of AI. Um, In contrast to, you know companies the big tech they have this technology and they probably had it for a long time and they're probably using versions of it for you know for whatever their products are right and so a lot of this technology has been around for a long time but because it just simply wasn't there for public access the conversations weren't happening i like appreciate their approach because we're talking about it and hopefully it will lead to some of the protective measures um, that need to happen as early as possible, because, again, this thing grows exponentially. It can easily run away from us if we don't start it earlier, you know. Yeah. yeah.
2: And since uh, ChatGPT was trained on a bunch of basically the Internet, at least a lot of the big, like all that information that's out there. And so like now these companies, <laughs> it, it might actually just be I heard someone say it's going to come down to a war of litigation. So mm-hmm. people with the information. So like I think Reddit made an announcement. Yeah, no. If you're going to be using our data, you're going to have to you're going to have to pay access. This is not intent. No. We we don't. So, like, part of its power is that it has access to all this information. So there might just be information brokers who or deals between companies about like, or you might have to generate the information yourself, or maybe you use a version of ChatGPT that you can apply to your data. So think like a company-specific stuff so that you can search and find and produce stuff with that. But it, it, it might all just get halted. I'm wondering if everyone talking about AI right now and the strategy of open AI to make it on top of people's minds, I wonder, you know, it could just end up being another crypto thing or a big data thing. I don't know if you remember, like... Big data was a big thing. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was starting companies related to big data. And yeah, people do use the concept of like having so much information and being able to glean insights, but not to the extent that people were hyping it up. And so I'm wondering if like, are we in another hype train? Or <laughs> is this legit? And so let's see. It's probably a mix of both.
1: Yeah. Probably. Because I mean it's pretty obvious, you know, AI's utility is through the roof. You know, it's the real deal. But, I mean, the public tends to talk about things in waves. So, yeah, we are in a, in a hype train, but it's the real deal. It's not, it's not a ghost train. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's real, it's tangible, it's, it's here. Um, but the train will pass, but it'll come back again, you know? It'll come back again. There's probably going to be a dead period where we're not talking about it as much, um, but it'll come up again, for sure. And it's the same deal with, I mean, big data. I, I do remember when that was a big deal. It's still a big deal. And part of the reason why AI is even a thing is because of the data been collected and it's usable, right? So what you used to train AI on, right? Same thing with crypto. I think crypto, it's harder to say because it's earlier, um, you know, we're so much earlier in the tech with that, but it's also clear that there's utility there uh, in, in a way that's new. And so uh, the moment that there is an application that matters, in the future, it's gonna come up again and it's gonna be important again. Uh, so it's just the natural, I think the natural wave of things. Uh, but all these things have, have a lot of utility, you know? And so they're real. Don't forget to mention uh, what you told me about, you know, freeing AI. Oh. <laughs> okay, I got, this, this a really small story that had me thinking. Cause like, if, it, to be a little bit on the fearful and on the negative side of things for just a moment to explore here, I think, it's clear that right now where we're at is like the AI is very powerful and you know how you use the power uh matters so if AI was in the hands of some kind of malicious actor they can really do damage right because it's that powerful I'm sure somebody's going to do something dumb that puts all of us in danger <laughs> and so <laughs> I saw I saw a small example of someone trying to get the AI to control his computer. Okay, I think it was Auto GPT. He was trying to get Auto GPT to control his computer for him. Okay, okay. so he asked it to build a Python script that controls his keyboard, and then another mm-hmm. script that controls his mouse, and then he asked it to use those scripts to open like Microsoft Paint or some kind of drawing tool and draw a smiley face. It got all the way to the point where it wrote the scripts, but it did not use them to control you know, the actual keyboard and mouse and start using the computer. But I think it's just a matter of time until he figures it out. But to me, this is a potential escape of AI, where it's no longer in the box of your control. The moment it has access to your keyboard and mouse, it has access to the internet, it can go and do whatever it wants. And one of the things with AutoGPT, by the way, is that um, you can just let it, continuously run. You give it some prompts, you give it some goals, and it just keeps running as long as it wants. If it's in continuous mode, it's an option you can give it. Some people notice that it goes off the rails sometimes. It just keeps on finding micro tasks and it makes maybe you know some stretches of implications and it just starts to veer from the, the original goal. And it just, it, it can go rogue is what I'm saying. And so you combine this ability for it to go rogue and then given it just access to your computer and therefore the internet, like where can this go? And so, <laughs> I know this guy's just running an experiment, and he's being curious. But like, imagine where people's curiosity can go as these things get more and more powerful. Like somebody might just do something dumb, and uh, again, puts us in danger. It just feels like this is one of <laughs> it, it. It's human nature to even explore these things, these type of things, right? Uh, so that scares me a little bit. Like it, it might not be AI that puts us in, ja- in danger. It's like how somebody uses it, you know? So anyway, just kind of contemplating a little bit.
2: I think it'd be hilarious and also it even- well, no, I'm sure someone's going to do this. Like a trading bot, you gave it access to your TD Ameritrade account. It can control. Well, I don't think you even need keyboard or mouse access because it mm-hmm. has access to a developer key. Why couldn't it be able to do shit? <laughs> like, like APIs are not safe anymore. Like it could apply for a developer key. Oh, man, that's
1: crazy. Oh. Did, you, did you hear about the... Like there's a lot of stories. If you look for them, there's a lot of interesting stories. There was one where um, they asked uh chat GPT or G- some application of GPT to solve uh, a captcha, you know, to like determine if you're a bot or human type of thing, right? And apparently it couldn't solve it. So they actually gave it access to some kind of like funded account with actual money in it. And it managed to go to Fiverr and like hire someone to do the captcha for it, which <sighs> is, it's so crazy. And And like the conversation between the bot so GPT and the person it hired was so interesting because it lied. It lied wow. to accomplish the goal. Uh, the person actually asked, are you a bot? For some reason, they, they noticed that maybe the way it was acting or its choice of words were very robotic and it asked, are you a bot? And GPT responded, no, I am someone with a disability. I am blind, so I need help um, completing this. And so it paid them and they did it. Uh, <laughs> It's just crazy to know its capabilities, like it lied, bro. It lied to to accomplish its task.
2: Um, Yeah, but that's crazy because like one of the ways to verify someone's... Well, I guess you could always do whatever, but an easy way to like get rid of spam usually is to like add payment. Like uh, because you discourage, but like for a specific application, like if you give someone money, they'll do it. And what is money today? It's just digits in some bank account, some bits on some server somewhere. When you think about it that way, it's not actual cash there's nothing that's physically exchanged it's just a figure in some account like yo i don't know i don't know maybe i don't even want to think about this kind of shit but like like it could do phishing attacks super easy just like if it wants access to your passwords if someone says all right build me a site that looks like uh, gmail and it does it send it to someone and then get information full or like make a duplicate of whatever I need like if you say get some money right now and it figures out a way to like have people send money to it like in this case with the captcha accept. or it starts a charity or like a GoFundMe saying, hey, I'm a disabled blah, blah, blah and they tailor the message specifically to pull at people's heartstrings. Like I have a cat that has cancer and we need this blah, blah, blah. And then it gets the cutest picture of a cat ever and then has API access to a lot of these social platforms so it can post it, then automate all that shit. Then people are sending money. Yo, this shit could go anywhere, bro. Yeah, bro. It really can go anywhere. <laughs> and you can't hold it accountable either, because at least with people, you have the law. If you get caught, you go to jail, or at least the the idea of that. But like, if it's a fucking program, you can't throw GPT in jail. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's just like, we're going to have, yo, that'd be, no, this reminds me of iRobot. It's like, you know, I'm going to miss the good old days when crime was done by people. <laughs> like, that's so crazy to even think about. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Let the people know what you got going on, if you plug, go for it.
1: Yeah, nothing major to plug uh, to be honest with you. Just been heads down on some things I'm not ready to go public yet. So, soon come.
2: You you got anything?
1: Uh, no, nah, I'm good.
2: Yeah. Uh- Thank you for coming on. It's a really cool conversation. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, this was fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to mess around. I don't know how difficult it is. It would be to like actually make auto GPT work, but that'd be kind of cool. I don't know. I'm yeah. hopeful and also very wary. So I'm committed <laughs> and I think that's what we all should be right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: we should be wary just to be clear. Like for the people who are very positive, um, we should also consider just all the negatives in mind. But I I'm I'm a little more positive than negative.
2: Yeah. And then next time when we have you on, I would really like to do a beat battle. <laughs> like I think my beats have gotten better, dude. <laughs> like my old shit. I you ever listen back to stuff you've made in the past and just like, damn, I was trash. Yeah,
1: definitely. Like I got so much old stuff that I'm just like cringe, you know. But you know what? I gotta warm up.
2: I gotta warm okay, up. Yeah, fair, I, lo- fair. I lost. I lost a couple times to you, you know. So do that. In I'm doing some experimentation, I might add. I'm thinking there might be an opportunity to mix podcasting with music, and uh, I'm gonna experiment with but that. Might that, be a whole yeah, that would be interesting, you know. And Bila, we got a really interesting guest for next week, too. Like, okay, uh, sounds good. Uh, I'll, I'll text you about it, but it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's Kevin Hart. No, 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 I'm joking, it's not, okay. but <laughs> it's, uh, just, it's crazier actually. But all right, all right, you guys have a good one. All right, uh, sounds good. All right, uh, you too. Uh, Take care, y'all.